Yes. A little bit of movie news rumblings. That's awesome. Let rumblings roundup for you. Them out there. It's Oscar oh. nominations time. A little late this year. Normally we we would have already done this, guys. We would have already rants and raves our way through the Oscars, but they're pushing us into 2021. We, we've moved we've moved past it. We're talking 2021 movies. Our, our buddy Ariel uh, joined us for. Ryan, the last dragon talk this week, so be sure and check that out if you've seen the, if you've seen the movie or are going to. But uh, yeah, definitely late and uh, not without the controversy, guys. Every year, somebody is uh, uproarious, yelling about something. Um, I think maybe this year, a little bit less than other years. I saw some. I guess discussion in the Discord early this morning about this, which uh, broke the news for me. I forgot the Oscar announcements were today until I got on our Discord and saw that. Uh, if you want to join that, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. But uh, yeah, our VIPs were, were talking about the nominations. And so we'll go through them here. We'll give some takes, some opinions, and we'll, we'll end the episode with a recommend for you mm. for sticking through. How about that? Why don't they do this as a as a primetime event. That makes, yeah. That's a good point. Wow. They do this at like five o'clock in the morning. I like know. what, why are we, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, that, I don't that, get it. The, that's an excellent point. I've never thought about it until you just said that. <laughs> why? Do, yeah. They can make money off that easily. Why don't, I don't know. Weird. I mean, it's, it's not going to be like the highest rated show of the year or anything, no. but, but on like a Sunday night at, at, seven o'clock or something yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't i, I don't know why well, it has to be seems... 7 a.m east coast time or whatever yes. it is, it is yes. really dumb. Yeah. it's crazy selection sunday model <laughs> yeah seriously Seth greenberg seriously. up there right yeah he's he's bracketology for for this stuff and <laughs> yeah. we'll just we'll knock it out like yeah we'll i understand you should do it at like 3 a.m <laughs> and make people like the olympics stay up for it like, <laughs> like you're watching tottenham hotspur you know, a really good match. You got to stay up well, late. Who's and everyone's like, "Who's staying up? Let's go!" You know, yeah, at weird that pubs, scarves on, Minari scarves. Just a weird crowd always hanging hanging out online yeah. at three in yeah. the morning. That's I wrote a, I did a, I did my ballot for for the blog, and I I, I wrote most of it earlier in the week, and I, I needed to write an intro and you know find pictures and all that sort of stuff. I did that late last night and I, you know, I published it and I was like the freaking, the, the actual nominations come out in like three hours. Like from the time I, I mean, just like, why are we doing it this way? Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It seems like you could get, it's an easy way to get, to get, uh, you get 30 minutes of ads right into, into this kind of thing. I don't know. Just 30 just minutes. Free ideas. Stretch it out. Yeah. Stretch yeah. it out. Look, the, yeah. College the football model. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Seriously, free ideas. I'm just handing out to to you are, man. at any point. Yeah, exactly. They need it. Don't <laughs> don't worry. They'll take care of you in the back end. That's what they do. Well, let's go through the nominations here and give some initial impressions, guys. This might be mm. the first time some of us have have read the nominations. Yeah. So let's start with the original score. It was Defy Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. I assume it's going to be Soul or Mank. So Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross win either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, that's all I think. I and, and regardless of who who did those, I think those it's are just the two a matter best scores of the year. <laughs> John <laughs> Batiste gets it or not. That's the real, because he's only on Soul. Yeah. So yeah, John, he's I'm really hoping John. it's Soul. Yeah, Roof of the Late Show. 
Yeah. We need the late show. But also, yeah, good to see Mank nominated because I thought that score was very unique. Yeah. yeah the five plus two with the Terrence Blanchard stuff. He always does cool stuff with Spike. It's cool to see that nominated as well. And uh, for visual effects, we've got Love and Monsters. Mm. Big fans of that on the on the pod. Yeah. That movie. Big recommends. Uh, the Midnight Sky. The, the Clooney joint. Yeah. And we've got uh, Mulan from, from the Iger joint. Did he win best visual effects for Leatherheads too, or is this his first <laughs> nomination in that? No, he did for Monuments Men, though. Yeah, Monuments Men. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Cool. Um, Clean that, sweep at the Oscars. That, la- that laser battle at the end is pretty sick. <laughs> it is. When John Goodman decapitates the guy, it's pretty shocking, but also not shocking. But still pretty like, it's weird. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got the one and only Ivan, which I've not seen, and then Tenet. So mm. I, I believe the way the Academy will think will be Tenet, even though some out there Perhaps some we associate with will not call Tenet special effects, but rather, I mean, visual effects, but rather special effects. But I think Tenet deserves the Oscar because of how groundbreaking the visual or special effects were. But Love and Monsters had some good CG too. So if that wins, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird, weird category this year, right? Because there's a lot of the, this is usually a category that gets dominated by, uh, this is like your chance to get, to get a, a nomination if you, if you make a big blockbuster type movie and there, there weren't very many blockbuster movies. Yeah, so it's true. Good point. A, it's, it's an odd one. Uh, best sound, of course, Greyhound had to be nominated. Of course, Sound of Metal had to get a, a, uh, nom- wait, guys, wait, hold on. Stop the presses. Mm-hmm. It, guys, get variety on the line. Have they condensed the sound categories into one? They did. Oh yeah. my gosh. This is a new Ruined day for bit, me. Honestly, I cannot yeah. believe it. I no longer have to do now. the yeah. thing. The mixing. Let's still do it. <laughs> for posterity. Let's, let's do that if, yeah. Let's, but if they were to give sound mixing yeah. and editing, here's what, yeah. Yeah, let's complain right, about so, one aspect of it in this award, no matter who mm, wins. Which I is like, like that. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. The the, the editing on the, on Sound of Metal was great, but the mix, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure. Just... I would say the opposite. I'd say the mix is perfect. Oh, I agree. Metal, I'm just, but, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Bummer, I for, <laughs> bummer for Sound of Metal, because either way, that's probably winning two Oscars, and now it's may only get one. That's for, true. So I assume it will be Sound of Metal because of the what I've talked about. If you want to talk about uh, mm-hmm. go back and listen to our top ten. Well, that, just cheap, the way mm-hmm. they use the sound. I don't want right. to go into it here, but um, highly recommended for the, I don't know, creativity of how they use sound mixing in that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So I assume that will take home the Oscar. Then we've got makeup and hairstyling, uh, hillbilly elegy. What are we doing? Why are we nominating crap movies? Like just, yeah, I know. I There's don't a care certain threshold. Act- yeah. yeah. Because they oh, made Glenn gosh. close. Who's a treasure. <laughs> Awful. And unbearable. <laughs> and that's a, that takes some makeup. And she's the best part of the movie. Yeah, like, I know, man. Stop. Stop giving Oscar nominations to crap movies, even if it's a you know a niche category. It doesn't matter. Just yeah, it, should be just I'm a with general you. like okay, there should this be sucks. like a I can't do it. A, I'm fine if like a C plus um 
gets an Oscar nom in a specialty category, but not an F. You know what I mean? There's got to yeah, be a threshold. Totally. totally. Yeah. Uh, no, check Ron Howard's Twitter. He would disagree with you. That it's <laughs> That's true. In fact, a lot of people that he retweets would also disagree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Thank you for your support. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emma, also nominated. Paul Feig said because- it's the best mo- movie since Answer the Call. So. <laughs> Emma's Can nominated argue. because there has to be some kind of Victorian yes. clothes <laughs> that are nominated every Oscar. So there for you costumes, go. yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, this is makeup, actually. So makeup, oh, it's the same for costumes. It's the same for costumes. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Makeup and hairstyling. Then we have Mank and Pinocchio. There was a Pinocchio movie apparently in twenty. Yeah, another no one idea. with uh, Roberto Benigni. Oh, that's right. He, he just re- he, he ran it back. He said, "Remember that horrible Pinocchio movie I made twenty years ago? I'm going to give it another. I'm going to circle back." He's man. like, and now now he's. What if he just shows the Oscars middle fingers? Up like makeup and hairstyling, yo. Yeah, <laughs> just, I hope he, like, I hope he wins that. <laughs> He's not even nominated, but like Pinocchio wins for that, and he comes out of nowhere and yeah. walks across all the yes. chairs again, like he did that exactly. one. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> I, I like, want him to show guy. up at the Oscars again somehow. Uh, a best editing. I'm gonna bring have. if I ever win my two bits. If I'm ever famous, is one I'm gonna steal Martin Short's thing where he comes out and acts like he's surprised to see an audience. And the second thing is, if I ever win awards, I'm only going to accept them as Roberto Benigni would and, and walk across the entire <laughs> chair section as a real life real, is beautiful. Just but really you. calmly do it too. Act, act like I just don't see the pathway, the, the little walkway up. I'm just going <laughs> to act confused and then just start, especially at the Golden Globes because it's tables. So I'm just going to kind of bullfrog table to table, just crashing into stuff until I can get to the stage. It's going to be my bit. It'll be a one show bit. I will love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll go down in history for sure. Uh, best editing: we have the father, No Madland, um, promising young <laughs> I like woman, that pronunciation, yeah, Sound of Metal, and the trial of the Chicago Seven. This one's tough, man. I'd probably give it to Promising Young Woman. What about you guys? Anything stick out as of? I don't know. I haven't really thought about movie? the winners yet. I'm just kind of trying to think what No Madland more... or Promising Young Woman. Is yeah, what I would give it to, but. I'm still in like what should and shouldn't have been nominated mode, and a couple over the next couple of weeks, I'll I'll lock in on my winners. But I don't really have thoughts on too many of these yet. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got cinematography next, and that's Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think it'll be Nomadland or Mank. Okay. Judas yeah, and the Black Messiah that. was incredibly well shot, so I'm mm-hmm. very glad to see that was included. I, I thought that movie was going to be completely shunned, and we can get to that later, but it's great to see um, that critics and the Academy got around to that one in time. You know what? You want to hear one of my dumbest movie takes, and I, I don't even intellectually agree with this, but I feel it to be true is that I don't like when black and white movies are nominated for cinematography. It feels like a different thing. I love that Mank was in black and white, and I love the look of it, and I think it was pretty, but it like yeah, seems but like it, you're playing a different sport almost. Then I don't know why I think that. I just, in my soul, I do. It, it's the way that they were able to kind of replicate the way Orson totally. Welles did. And it's I, the whole, I, I, I predicted this on the pod when we talked about Mank. I said the Academy is going to freaking love Mank. Oh, yeah. I'm predicting it right now. It's going to get every nomination it it can because of what it represents and the the achievement that it is. Whether it's quote-unquote good movie or not, I think the people 
at large will understand like what it took to do that. And, um, you know, for sure, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, Netflix just released a little 30 minute behind the scenes of Mank. I suggest the listener should go YouTube that, um, but the care that he put into kind of how they shot it and, and trying to get the lenses correct and lighting all perfect, you know, that the attention to detail on that side of things, I think is worthy of, uh, is worthy of some praise. So like to me, I don't know. Trial of Chicago seven for cinematography. Really guys? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weak. (laughs) Or all the movies in 2020 Borat was a better shot than that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like we're, that's not even the best, most well shot Sasha Baron Cohen movie of 2020. So yeah. (laughs) Gotta, his little bit on not gonna win. Kimmel was like, better shot just, than that from his laptop. I, I guess the, the Academy loves the crowd of Chicago 7, but like, yeah. if we're trying to push the medium forward, that's not the one I'm showing in film class to my cinematography no. students, guys. Look at this. Look, what, big, look, look at this, guys. You know, Big green book know. energy. It's just, yeah. Aaron Sorkin is so kind of by the books when he directs movies, and yeah. that's not a bad thing. He has a priority, and that's the script and the performances, and that's fine. But don't nominate it for best cinematography and right. hold it up on this pedestal. I don't understand that. But like, it's offensive to like actually well-shot movies from the, from the past year. But it, it doesn't yeah, have I'd a chance. It doesn't have a chance. With a more, uh, you know, Fenden. No offense to Feden Papa Mikel, but uh, you know, more of he does a lot of James Mangold movies. Who also is kind of a like very very good, but very. Basic's not the right word, but very, you know, traditional director. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Sorkin because he is so script and actor focused. It's fine if he still wants to direct and set the scenes and everything, but like be with work with a really out of the box cinematographer would be, mm-hmm. I think, an interesting way to use him if he's going to keep directing. Yeah, that that's enough. I mean, Minari, yeah, incredibly well shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that one stands out to me as a snub almost yeah. there. Tenet, uh. Sonic cinematography. The I mean, they shot yeah. it twice, pretty much. With the <laughs> honest <laughs> thief with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dude, don't even get me started. The the Neeson bias, anti Neeson bias, is absurd. Man, I forgot about Honest Thief. I haven't seen that one yet. I need to. Oh man, I gotta catch up on that and the Marksman and get. get my I haven't seen Marksman yet. I've seen Honest up. Thief. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you you went the plot, Brian. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Can you uh, can you do that here? I don't I don't know. He's a thief who's who, honest. Uh, is honest, yeah. Ah, that pretty much sets it up. Complex. Yeah, so there's this big, there's this big juxtaposition the whole time. So that's, <laughs> that's that's kind of what why you buy in. Uh, costume design, we we teased it it's earlier. Just liar, liar, but with Liam Neeson. <laughs> I I would watch. He that. very dryly is like <laughs> saying Jim Carrey lines. I never tell a lie ever. Yeah, if I we're gonna do remakes, let's just do remakes of movies. But just like change one thing about them. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Same movie, but instead of Jim Carrey, it's Liam Neeson in the role. It's super done. intense. Carrie and Lloyd. Everything else about the movie is the exact same. We're just gonna mm-hmm. CG in this guy. Yeah. I, that, I I've hey, been pitching well, Robocop with Michael Sarah for years. I think we're on to something there, guys. Just completely Sarah remove one good. person and add somebody else in. It's a lot cheaper than remaking it. Yeah. It's got what you like about the old one with some new. Let's go for it. All right. Uh, costume design. We did tease it. Emma, of course, nominated for costume mm-hmm. design. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. 
So another chance for Roberto Benigni <laughs> to this jump Pinocchio on stage. This Pinocchio thing is wild. We have yeah. to. What's the parlay on on <laughs> on MGM right now on the Roberto Benigni winning? We should. We got. <laughs> we have throw to make that happen. So let's let's change the odds. Uh, production design. News of the world. Tenet. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mank. And the father. I think it'll be Mank. What about you guys? Yeah, that that seems like a, a pretty uh, maybe my Rainies. That that's that's got uh, that doesn't stand out to me just because like it's it only it's so simple. Yeah, I did look. I did not love that movie. I, I seen. I think I, I liked that movie quite a bit less than. Uh, oh, I really, Acad- I really enjoyed it. Than the Academy did. Um, but I, I thought the, I don't know, the design on it was was pretty interesting. I have, I always struggle with movies. I said this in my my little blog. I, I struggle with movies that are based on plays that feel like plays, and that is like the oh for sure maybe the most egregious example of that in in recent memory. It's just like this is just this is a play. This is not this is not a movie. And it, mm-hmm. Like a period. Yeah, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna nominate that, let's just nominate Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, it's definitely a period piece, and that takes a lot of work, production design wise. So I can sure. see why I got that. Sure. But I, th- I think Mank will win cool. that. I that. Uh, Tenet, yeah, Tenet may be the underdog, or be the uh, the one A there in terms of the favorite mm-hmm. uh, animated feature. We have Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. Soul and Wolf Walkers. I guess Sonic was disqualified because it's half live action. Mm. Is that what's going on here? Bias. Or I haven't scrolled up to the best pick nominees yet, so there's still a chance. <laughs> but I get it's going to be Soul, probably. Better or Onward. I, would, I, would say. I mean, Wolf Walkers. Farmageddon's got a chance, but, though, I've heard. I haven't yeah, seen it yet. Yeah. yeah, somebody in our Discord was like, I feel like if the name of your movie is Farmageddon, you can't be nominated for an Oscar. And I kind of well, that's weird that's because pretty. <laughs> Michael Bay is planning a sequel mm-hmm. to Armageddon called Farmageddon, and I've heard good things. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Um, what about... Uh, so you think, yeah, that one's going to be Soul. That one's going to be Soul. Adapted screenplay was Borat, which is interesting it's adapted. Maybe from previous characters or something? Yeah, I think it's because it's an existing character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also weird that ninety percent of that movie is improv. I don't. There's. I yeah, I know, but there's always like forty nine writers on it too. He, yeah, yeah. I get it. There's a another recommend side recommend. He, uh, they do this actors on actors thing. He, he talked with Ben Affleck, which is mm-hmm. a great conversation with Affleck and Sasha Baron Cohen talking. But Affleck basically interviews him about like how much of it was scripted versus how much of it was improv. And he said that like they had a script, like they they basically went into the movie with the script, which I didn't even think what they did. So that that surprised me. So there it is, uh, nominated for an Oscar, adapted screenplay. Also, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. This is a tough uh, category. Yeah, um, The Father. You know, I th- I think I think I haven't seen The Father yet, so that's like the one that that's probably the one movie that I've really got to catch up on before before Oscar night. Of those, I think not, Nomadland has has the best script. But yeah, I do too. Um, See, that one to me also strikes me as a half improv, half more or yeah. less. Yeah, so true. that one's tough. For it's me really to, naturalistic. It's like all those people in it are just. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's uh, Fran, normally... Fran has to hit her hit her notes, and there's characters mm-hmm. throughout. But like. You know, Chloe yeah, will so tell you a lot, a lot of, of it is just on the fly, you know? Yeah. And real people that yeah. they work yeah. in their stories with as they yeah. film. 
Yeah, it's funny that adapted screenplay often uh, because of the world they lived in is the, the more loaded of the two categories. Often. Well, it was a book, so yeah. Um, no, Madeline yeah. was. No, yeah, totally. I'm just saying it's normally the adapted is more of a loaded, you know, traditional stream screenplay category. The showy screenplays, you know, you think a lot of times they're adapted from big books and things like that. True. This year, I would say a lot of it, the more traditional writing is done on the original screenplay. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. seem like more screenplay type films. How? Uh, pissed was Ron Howard when Hillbilly Elegy wasn't nominated. He grabbed the screenplay and chunked it across the room. He's like, <laughs> no! Because you knew he, he read that and was like, oh, this is <laughs> easy. Easy adapted screenplay. Not on the nose at all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. Alright, uh, original screenplay. Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. I think it'll be Trial of Chicago 7 because it's Aaron yeah. Sorkin and he's nominated. It's like if Tarantino's nominated for screenwriting, he's going to get the award no matter if he wins directing or best picture or anything. It's just kind of the, mm-hmm. the way it is. Uh, so I would say that's the favorite. I would love to see a Promising Young Woman win <laughs> uh, best original screenplay just because I think it's such an original screenplay. Uh, also, Judas and the Black Messiah, I think, was extremely strong screenplay. So those are my those sure. are my top three there. What about you guys? I like those. I mean, I think trial. I mean, if Sorkin writes a script and the movie is competent, I feel like that's probably <laughs> likely to win. And that, that that got my vote for whatever that's that's worth. I I, I think yeah. probably I think it's a probably great a young women woman I could see with sure. a surprise win yeah. there. I mean, that one was one where that's like I said, that's so much more of a loaded category in terms of what you see when you see the screenplay on, on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't surprise me really if any of these five won. I'll be interested to see the odds and everything yeah. and the momentum as we go in. Yeah. No, I need to read on that for sure. Like, yeah, even a lot of move like in my, mine, I had, I had, I think soul was a really great screenplay, mm-hmm. it, you know, animated movies never get any, any due outside of their category. So it is what it is. Even like Palm Springs, I think was a really good script yeah. as well. Like took a, a trope that, we've seen done a million times and kind of brought some, some new life to it and just make it a lot, made it a lot of fun and in different ways and stuff. So Mank. even like defy bloods and Mank, Mank didn't get nominated you know, in either category. Yeah. yeah. Do little or is it Mank was so <laughs> little, good. Obviously. Uh, yeah, it's good, good year in, in that, uh, in that department. Yeah, man, the, I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back and, and read the, the script uh, for promising young woman, like the screenplay. Cause I wonder how it reads on the page, you know, and yeah. I wonder the detail that she puts in there and just her writing style. Cause you know how Sorkin writes and, and that's people are going to love that. But sure. I'm interested to see like how the voters will read and how they'll vote because uh, that could swing it and just how detailed she is with her, her prose and her writing on in the screenplay. So uh, supporting actress, Move to Maria Bakalova from Borat. I'm glad she got nominated, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. She was great. Yeah, she was. Uh, Yu Jung Yoon from Minari. Amanda Seyfried from Mank. Olivia Coleman. It's like kind of a getting a Meryl at this point with Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just she does something. It's gonna it's gonna be good. And she's gonna bad. get nominated. Uh, yeah, she's uh, in the father, and then we have Glenn Close. <laughs> so she got uh, supporting actress both Oscar and Razzie noms mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Has I that saw, ever been done? I before? saw that it, it. 
I tried to look this up before the show because I saw she received for the same movie. Yeah. And I saw like 10 other people who have gotten it in the same year. Yeah. Like Eddie Murphy had Dreamgirls, Oscar, and Norbit. Norbit. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sandra Bullock had The Blind Side and that yeah. All About Steve, like at the same right. And the Eddie Redmayne thing was the same. But I've never seen it for the same movie. <laughs> Like the same performance being nominated for an Oscar and a Razzie. I've never seen that. This so really if it, tests if my it has, theory. Please, of, please tweet us. If Glenn Close does a movie, she gets a nomination. That's kind of a rule I have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's normally fair, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though she's never won, that's always feels, you can feel good about nominating Glenn Close, man. This really tests it. She's, I mean, she does the best she can do in that movie. She's the best yeah. part of it. But man, that movie's, uh, uh, in fact, Awful. that's going to have, yeah. it would, it makes me less mad though because Glenn Close is just awesome and it just adds to her legacy of nominations. It will make me mad if she wins because the movie's terrible. But um, if this was Hillbilly Ellie's only nomination, it would make me more mad because I'd be great. Now that's always going to be an Oscar nominated film, but the fact that it was nominated for something else is mm-hmm. makes this a little more palatable, I guess. But yikes! Yeah, I, I agree. I think the the favorite in that category. Whew, that's a tough one. Seafried, Seafried, right? or, or Olivia Coleman. You got to, yeah, her maybe. Yeah, she's always a threat. But yeah. that movie hasn't really. I I haven't I haven't really heard, heard that one in the zeitgeist as much. I'm super hyped about it because I I love mm-hmm. both of them. But yeah, yeah. I think I'd I would go I would go Yoon uh, uh, Yoon Young Yoon. I would too. I'm just trying place. to think who who. Yeah, no, I I I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Jodie Foster got kind of messed over on this category too i thought she that the mauritania is not very good i didn't know i thought that movie was very uh paint by numbers and kind of cringe but she was really good in it like it was a sort of a a throwback jodie foster performance yeah her over glenn close i would be fine with yeah and dominique fishback too from from uh, judas and the black messiah i thought she was great agreed all right supporting actor speaking of uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. We've got two actors in the same category from that film. First, uh, Daniel Kaluuya nominated, as well as Lakeith Stanfield. And then we've got Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, and Paul Rachi from Sound of Metal. And I will say, I love Lakeith. And he's, you know, a top five guy that I, I look forward to, to watching. But I would have probably narrowed it down to one for that movie to represent this category, and it would have given it to Kalua. That's just me. Um, the, the weird, as thing good about as he was too, in that movie. Yeah, the weird thing about that is that he was considered a a lead character, like a, mm. like a best actor performer. That that's that's where they were they were running him as, um, and I think that's where his other his other nominations and such have have or, or potential nominations, but. Apparently the the acting guild can choose what they want to do regardless of what they can write in. Yeah, I mean they can just say he's yeah. it's, he's a, he's a supporting. Hero. So it's like I'm glad that he got nominated. Um, I probably would have had him in my my five for this yeah. if I'd known that he was eligible for that because every every like award tracker had him at listed as as a leading yeah. performer, and I didn't think he quite could could. Crack I think that, that's that fine point. if you're like an Anthony Hopkins type. And in in um, Silence of the Lambs, and you're maybe only in it ten minutes, and you can kind of choose, right? If you can point to another lead in the movie and say, "I'm supporting," then right. Mm-hmm. But when the movie is called Judas and the Black Messiah, and right. both Judas and the Black Messiah 
Or, yeah, are the yeah. supporting actors. You can't point to me yeah. anyone else that's, that's the lead. That's a great point. That's a great so, point. <laughs> They're so, so even throughout, I'm though. It's tough. Right. I know. And I, I get that, and that's tough. But like, there's got to be a third person that you say is the lead then, in any, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, in my opinion. I know that's not yeah, on them. I'm not you're saying them. that the movie doesn't have a lead. when you Well, it screws over right. both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield out of a, out of a potential... Like, win. like but it best does actor get nomination. In- like neither of them were nominated for best actor. Instead, both supporting actor. Yeah. And if one of them wins, like if Kalua wins, he's gonna have to beat Lakeith. If Lakeith yeah. wins, he's gonna beat Kalua. So it's like, ah, that sucks, it, man. It, uh, yeah, definitely. And I think it it them in the same category rules out. It hurts their chances of winning. I think they can. One of them can still win, but you know they may not get nominated. You know they do that on per- they the guild submits on purpose because they want. You know, you want different stuff to get nominated. So maybe they didn't think they would get mm-hmm. nominated in Best Actor and or have a, as good a shot at winning. You know, so they they yeah. choose it to to win. But yeah, it is a bummer. They're gonna maybe split some vote, but it's that category is always the most loaded because that's you know mm-hmm. like right. short male roles or what Hollywood loves writing right. a lot of right. it, historically, and it's always some of the best. And this is a pretty weak one by comparison, I would say. Yeah. I mean, they're both great, but. Exceptional Cones, again, better in Borat. And uh, Leslie Adams, good. But I don't know if that's a supporting, you know, in a, in a super loaded year, if that's nominated. So it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the thing with, with Sasha Baron Cohen is like, I, at least for me, I'm like, I don't really know how to, I don't know how to, to, to pick between all, of the, because there's like 14 supporting yeah. characters in that movie. And they're all right. good because they're all really good actors. When you get. Sure. When you get Franklin uh, Mark Jello Rylance, is the freaking judge, and, yeah, exactly. Man. I mean, they they all did a great job. Like to me, it was just it was kind of like this should win best ensemble, and I can't really tell you that Sasha Baron Cohen is more important to this movie or gave a better mm. performance than Mark Rylance or even like Michael Keaton or let right. alone you know Frank Langella or uh, Yaya or any any of these guys. So I don't know. The, I think I think Daniel Kaluuya is is the that was the best performance I saw yeah. this year like across all of the the mm-hmm. uh, award tiers. I hope so he wins, man. I would I I've got to believe he's he's coming away with this. But I, I, I yeah know, I, I, I would see. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. I love when comedians are represented in this kind of stuff mm-hmm. just because of my sensibility. But like if they split the vote and he wins, I'll be super annoyed. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, totally. I'll be thrilled in twenty years and be like, "Man, Cohen has an Oscar. That's awesome." Like, you know what I mean? But I will sure, hate in sure. the circumstance of which it came. Mm-hmm. All right, Best Actress: Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andrew Day she's put a nice little career together. Viola Day- yeah. Davis, man, she's like she's in great. this every year. She's the best. She's a queen. She's great. Yep. Andrew Day for United States First Billy Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Mm-hmm. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And <laughs> Carrie yeah, Mulligan, every time. It's funny. promising yeah. young woman. I think it's going to be Carrie or Francis. Yeah, with a a outside Andrew Day chance. What about you guys? Yeah, that movie is pretty rough, though. Yeah, not good compared to the other movies. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. she's great. I mean, she does a good job. It's the classic kind of oh, biopicy role. That's yeah. uh, we're coming off a year where yeah, I know where Renee won. Yeah, it's true. Gosh, I forgot about that. So, Ugh. And it was so just, I'm just saying, like, like don't rule out a biopic totally. like and that was more and, of the category around it, but too, because she didn't have as I don't think as stiff a competition, but that was the weirdest she one. Did that she did sweep like that awards. Yeah. Season. Exactly. Like not only did she win, she it was like foregone foregone mm-hmm. in September. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. yeah. Was it really? So All weird. Right. 
Andrew Day won the Golden Globe too, so she might have some momentum. But it's going to be Fran- Francis or Carrie Mulligan. If I if it's either anyone else, she got musical or comedy Globe though, so she wasn't up against a lot of these. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yuri Han got, I think, a little bit snubbed on this. Yeah, one. I don't know. I, I love Minari, so that's I mean that's that's part of it. But I, yeah. I thought she was. Did you see Pieces of a Woman, Brian? I did, um, and I thought Vanessa Kirby was very good. She would have been sixth or seventh. On my okay, list. cool. I was just curious how you. Uh, so, I figured that's who you would take. Yeah, same with Viola Davis. I, 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 again, didn't didn't love that movie. Not super sure that either Viola Davis or Chadwick Boseman should qualify as the leads. I don't know. It was a, it was a strange, strange, mm-hmm. uh, strange thing for me. So, but anyway, I, I had them as like six and seven on my list with uh, with Yuri Han, and I put Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss in for yeah. Invisible Man. I, I, I just, I still yeah. can't shake. How stinking good that movie was, and how she'll have a great she'll she have is. a run of a few, I would yeah, think. Yeah, she, for sure. She's for doing sure. pretty cool stuff. And what's cool about Elizabeth Moss is it doesn't seem like she's really Oscar hunting. If she ever mm-hmm. decides to, mm-hmm. <laughs> she can put together like right. five straight noms for sure because she's great. So let's go on to best actor. We got Riz Ahmed for Sound mm-hmm. of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman and Mank, and Steven Yeun from Inari. Loving yeah. just the quiet Hopkins assance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Yeah. It's like he's two noms in like three years, which is awesome, but like very quietly. It's not like the full. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just kind of, it's very of, of his, you know, he's such a gentle, lovely man. It's awesome. He's just kind of in his 80s, just cranking them out still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here, here's, I, I think they probably got this right. This is one category, like, yeah, that's probably what I would have thought it would have been. But yeah, if you're moving Kalua and Stanfield, then yeah, for sure. Yes, if Kalua or Stanfield aren't in this category, but and we're not going to give Borat a Best Actor <laughs> nomination, guys. Come on, like talking. he freaking lived with people for five days and convinced them that he was Borat. <laughs> I know. I always say that. I say on the first one too. He should- five days in a house <laughs> with two dudes that he didn't know, and he was at his life was at risk the whole time. Like. That's that that not acting like I don't. Ah. I know. I remember there was the. That's frustrating, man. It like reminds last, me. Maybe our last chance to nominate Borat for an Oscar, and yeah, I mean it's gonna get in other categories, whatever. But like, Sasha Baron Cohen being nominated for Trial of the Chicago Seven, right? Really, that's gonna be his Oscar nomination? Like, okay, bummer. Like, better than Bruno, I guess. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I was, reminds me of this comedian i saw years ago and pardon me i don't i can't think of his name but he's a local guy who's opening for a comic i think i was seeing like nikki glazier or something and uh he was opening and he was like uh it's so funny these oscar awards you see these guys you know all nominated for best actor and i'm going that's not the best actor the best actor is a guy who has a secret family three miles down the road and every day he looks at his wife and kids and they have no idea that he has a whole nother (laughs) wife and kids three that's that guy's the that's best acting. actor. <laughs> yeah. That's Seinfeld's bit of like, yeah. why are we awarding these people? Like, you said it better than him. You win. Like, it's the whole thing is dumb. Yeah. Like, the, whole know, the best bit on acting is Spade has one on his stand up where he goes, he has several examples, but he goes, everyone acts like acting is hard. It's easy. Let me talk about this. He was like, uh, he talks about, oh, what's her name? She won for Dream Girls. Um, uh, Jennifer Hudson. So, Jennifer Hudson. 
couldn't even finish top seven on American Idol. Not even top seven <laughs> of her season. Does one movie. First movie wins an Oscar. Yep. That's how easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great, yeah. great bit. That's good. That's good. Great point. All right. Yeah, I, I think there's a big one, though, here, and that's it really it, it it's the whole movie it's uh, i guess the the academy didn't didn't see the five bloods i guess yeah that's yeah that's how it plays out like i thought del Lindo had the best performance of the year for a lead and he's not yeah and i'm not surprised because i you could kind of see that that's where things were and were release hurts that man yeah it's like yeah. it's awesome when you get a uh, a good awardsy movie in June, but the risk mm-hmm. is is that these olds just don't remember. Right. It. They don't think about it at all. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought Delroy Linda was so so good in that, and it's, it's I'm bummed that he's not because a guy like I mean, how yeah. many lead roles does sure. he have? You know, and and that's that. I don't. You shouldn't factor that into the your decision making if you're gonna you know pick pick your top five uh, actors for or lead performances or whatever, but. But I can lament it now, you know, like, man, yeah. there's maybe never going to be a time where he is the lead in a movie. That yeah, you look at it this way. He this he may movie. never have another chance to be nominated for yeah. an Oscar for Best Actor. And Anthony Hopkins got at least six or seven more yeah. chances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, into his exactly. late 90s, he's just going to be hammering <laughs> these out, you know, so you could skip sure. him this year. Yeah. It's fine. For sure. That's for sure. true. Yeah. yeah. I think this Did is you guys, uh, when you all watched. Uh, uh, what's the movie called? I'm sorry. Ma Rainey's. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like. Either did you feel like anybody was the lead? Did you feel like Chadwick Boseman was was the lead in that movie? I because I, I didn't. I, I watched that movie and I was like, not my favorite movie, but but man, a couple of great performances in there. Obviously, Chadwick was just fantastic in that. But I, yeah, it wasn't until like a month later when I was like kind of looking through the the predictions and and the models and everything of of what are, and I was like, wait, he's I I assumed that he would be up for supporting actor. I did not. Yeah, I as, I as the think lead. it comes down more, Brian, to top build cast in a movie you know and that movie going in was starring Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis right Mm -hmm. even though when it says Ma Rainey in it right on the title and she's Ma Rainey even though even though like he might not have a big role like he was the face of the movie so I think that's more probably why but I agree with you. Yeah, it didn't stand out like a leading role, but it, it did stand out like an incredible performance. Yeah, he was great. He was, he's great <laughs> you know? in the movie, so I have no no yeah. qualms about him being nominated. And I, and you know, sentimentally I he's gonna, too, he's going to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's for his sure. to lose. For I'm sure, totally I with think. that. I just I thought when I watched that movie, I was like, well, that's well, that's clearly your 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 uh, leader in the clubhouse for you know best supporting actor. And then yeah, it was it was just surprising to me to see. Yeah, I could see it either way. I could have seen it either way. Best director. We have Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Make, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Mm. Hmm. A little surprising All right. on that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. He's not going to win. That's one I got to knock out as well. It's, it's apparently nice. a great movie, but I have, right. not, I have not seen that one. Now, I'll shout out to the Rank Kings who uh, enjoyed that one. Well, I mean, it is a Swedish comedy, and they're they're, they're pretty they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they're known. No, I hope it's I hope it's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. No, I love um, who is it? Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, in it. I love love me Mads. Yeah, I'm a big. Um, I came a little late Lars Ranth fan, so Ranth Nation <laughs> stand up. Very excited to see Emerald Fennell get best director because, like mm-hmm. I said on the episode, she directed the hell out of that movie. Yeah, I mean, holy crap! Uh, so that is that is. 
if if that hadn't happened, that probably would have been my biggest snub of the year. If she hadn't been nominated for best director, I guess I thought she absolutely slayed that. And then um, Chloe Zhao also nominated. So this is the first time two women have been nominated for best director. Mm-hmm. And you, what were you saying, Brian? You you said something like it was like hopefully the last. Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Did I quote right. you right? Good. Right. Okay, good. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully next year it's like the Grammys and <laughs> the best rock yeah, album is okay. The best rock album is all is all have you uh, ever, women. I'll take that. Uh Brian, have you ever heard that Fred Armisen bit he used to do in writers' pitches where he would accuse other people of awful pitches? <laughs> yes. He used to do yeah, yeah. where you'd be like, I don't know. And he was always calling us. Colin was saying something yeah. we should do something about that school shooting last week. I don't think it's funny, but he <laughs> Armisen would do it. That is a good bit. Very forceful about it. Yeah. When they're doing the I don't know. Video. I just want to throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was horrible, up. but this is what he wanted to do. I was just so, saying, yeah. So everyone knows that was a joke. Best, Brian did not say, hopefully the last. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just make him so uncomfortable. I don't know. I thought it was too soon, but like, uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so great. I, uh, I think Chloe wins because I just think this is the year of, of Chloe and mm. her star is rising yeah. now. And this, yeah. is, this is it for her. Um, but she's got that Marvel piece behind her too. Don't, the Disney yeah, piece don't factor in terms of campaign. Cause they would love to say Oscar Very winner at right. the next. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so I think, up. I think that will, she'll win. She's won everything so far, like every award that can be given. Yeah. She's won so far. Yeah. And deservedly so. I mean, right. that's a beautifully well-made film. So I'll yeah. write that in as a guaranteed, but the upset could be David Fincher because it's David Fincher and it's Mank. So. Yeah, that's true. It's a showier piece as well. So that's you know, that's that's part of it. I thought Regina King probably should have gotten one here too. Um and mm. maybe maybe Spike Lee as well. I had I had it Fennell as like number six on my list. Um but it was a I think this category is super stacked this year for, for all of the, the faults of, of the twenty twenty movie year. I, I there were there were seven or eight, I think, really, really good uh directorial efforts this year that were that were pretty easy to spot too of like man that's great that's great work from from the director's side of things so it's a you know it's a tough category it's stacked this year yeah it is very stacked uh so y'all think chloe's gonna win uh yeah i do i i think she has the i think she has the buzz i think she has the the momentum moving her direction now i mean it's it's a freaking it's six more weeks until the daggum the ceremony happens yeah so, i mean so. we should say yeah any of these people could get me <laughs> yeah. to three four times yeah well and we ha- and we haven't had i mean we, there's an inevitable because there's such a distance between it's it's every year it's not just yeah. this year because there's such distance between the nominations and the actual ceremony or the actual voting there's so much time for narratives to get out there and if Chloe Zhao gets me too in the next six weeks, I'll be very surprised. I know. It's like, you never, I mean, it just, (laughs) what's going to happen? You know, it's, it's, it's all, you know, you know what, man, I mean, whatever you got to do to make it safe and stuff. We saw the Grammys had the, the, uh, people there. Yeah. Quick tangent. And you guys, uh, it's a hot take of mine. Hey, you know, feel free to put pretty famous people in the front of your award show and not first responders. Let's all take the first responders to thousand dollar dinners and we all love them and thank them. And that's all great, but not really, doesn't really help an award show to have a bunch of like EMTs <laughs> wearing masks, just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. confused. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So and a hot take of mine, but mm-hmm. uh, 
at the you Oscars. You hate first responders, though. I love first You've responders, but I can that. tell they don't care about seeing Amy Poehler give trophies out. Just buy me, give me <laughs> yeah, a gift just, card. Just donate and money. Yeah. Put just famous people in this thing, the right. fake laugh, because yeah. I don't do this. Mortgage. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. So anyway, that was my... The Grammys was so much better because it would like pan to Dua Lipa, and I'd way rather see Dua Lipa's reaction than you know some like EMT from Columbus. I, I man, I hope the I hope the Oscar group that's what they're called. I think yeah, the uh, the, 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 the does the Oscars the Oscars uh, group. It's just Bruce Valanche. Um, it's just him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hope Bruce Valanche was paying a lot of attention to the Grammys because. I don't give a crap about the Grammys. I usually don't even don't even watch. It was good this uh, year. I mean, it was it, awesome. the, the jokes were bad because oh, that one guy writes them all, but yeah. David Wilde or whatever. Yeah. But the show was great. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really enjoyed the Grammys. So it was fun. And, yeah, and the the performances and the way how it would. I I I was kind of blown away. I thought they did so, it very very well. So I hope the Oscars figure that. that anyway, out. to finish that point, man, I want to see for two reasons. I want to see celebrities at these Oscars because if you're not going to have them there and that's fine if that's the safe decision you make or whatever, it needs to be tomorrow then. Send mm. everyone a Zoom link because if they're not going to be there and don't have to get ready and travel and stuff, why are we waiting six weeks? If they're all going to be on Zoom, let's fire this thing up Sunday and get this over with. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's stupid. So that's yeah. my hot take. Totally agree. That's, that's great. Another good point. All right, we move to the final category, Best Picture. The nominees this year, it looks like there were eight of them. It's uh, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of Chicago 7. Once again, no Borat, Uh, no Defy Bloods. Yeah, the Five Bloods is... is, uh... Yeah, no soul too. It. I thought don't, soul yeah. was my biggest yeah, no soul for this oh, category too. Soul yeah, could have been the movie of the year. Of all years, man, we're half. You know, that's one of the few. Yeah, seriously, you know, uh, it's a it's it's a bummer. And you know, they get. I understand these sort of. Um, they get their free Oscar with the animation category, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of balances out. But it would be nice. It would yeah. be nice. We've we've nominated animated movies before. We nominated Joker for Best Picture last. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but totally like, Avatar was nominated right? for Best Picture. Like, hey, yeah, I'll no, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was nominated for <laughs> Best Picture, and that was like 30 years ago. So, like, we've done this. We can do this, guys. We can appreciate animation as cinema now. We can. We can throw it, throw it into that category, and and everything will be fine. Yeah, Toy Story and, three, I think, was nominated for Best Picture, yeah. maybe. But and uh, Souls is as good as that, and this is a weaker year probably than that year, just because of the stuff that came out. But mm-hmm. I, as you guys know, if I'm saying this, I don't even like animation, mm-hmm. and I'm saying obviously Souls right. one of the best <laughs> right. ten yeah. movies theater. There you go. That's all you got to say. Yeah. If uh, I'm saying it, trust me. So yeah, no, it's just it's just frustrating when they're like all right, eight movies instead of ten when there's clearly like ten <laughs> worthy movies. Even in 2020, yeah, there were I think there this were bit with you only get the number of nominees that get the requisite votes and stuff. Just make it ten. Just make it ten. This is not the top, that hard. Here's the top just ten. Make 10 That's movies. It. Yep. Just my gosh, like it's just so stupid. So stupid to draw a line. But hey, at eight. but what if seven, some years? Yeah. What if some years it's not a good year then, Brian? And you something gets nominated have, doesn't deserve right. it. You're like, Look, yeah, okay. Suicide Squad has multiple Oscar wins, yeah. <laughs> so like it doesn't matter. Just. Make it eight. Make it ten movies and move on. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Glenn Close zero Oscars. Suicide Squad <laughs> several. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So I think the favorite is No Madland, 
but I would put Mank as second on the list. But uh, yeah. I don't know, Trial of Chicago 7, they seem to love that one too. That could be the green book. I could see Chloe winning for Nomadland. I got to work that into my thing. And <laughs> Mank getting, like splitting the vote on it. Mm. Um, I could Minari see. will play well on screeners too. And that. Sure. I mean, everything's on screeners this year, so I, I, yeah. I get it. But but that will, I think, I, I would... I would guess that the profile of Minari will go up a little bit versus some of the others. Maybe it will come down a tad bit over over the next. I'm surprised month. the father got nominated. Not that it's not deserving. It just seemed like that was that movie every year that like gets the two acting awards and then nothing else nominations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe a screenplay. Yeah. I was surprised it got a Best Picture nom, but yeah. cool. Yeah. So there you go. I think we're all on board with uh, mm. Nomadland being the favorite, but you just don't. It's actually Nomadland. Nomadland. I'm sorry to correct. Yeah. Being the favorite. N- no Nomadland. Mm. The play I gets love Nomadland, by the way. Went oh, there man. last week. Me too. Excellent Big lunch. Nice, nice little, nice little good lunch. Nomadland. Big fan. All right. Um, guys, before we get out of here, mm. let's do our patented weekly recommends. Bomb, bomb. Weekly recommends. All right, I'm going to start it off. It's been uh, something I've had on the background as I've been working and and, uh, during the day, kind of, you know, when I'm not actually doing work, having on in the background and, um, you know, kind of winding down my day. I've been going back and I've been trying to, I don't know how many times I've tried this, but I'm actually doing it this time, guys. Going back and watching The Simpsons. Oh, nice. And. I'm at like season seven now, I think, from the beginning. And there were some nights where I was laughing so hard that my wife like had to come in the next room and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, it's The Simpsons, I'm sorry. Like I was listening to my AirPods because she couldn't hear like what was going on. Or I'm just sitting there cackling in the living room in silence. You know, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and I mean, to I do that you, too, but there's no TV. Some of that writing on those early Simpsons episodes is just incredible. Oh my god, I forgot how funny it was to be honest. And I loved, I grew up on Simpsons. It's a top five show for me. I forgot how funny it was to be honest with you. <laughs> it's funny. It's funnier than I even remember it being. Uh, and so I'm working my way through that. Check in with me later this year as I'm on. C- go to try to go to th- season 32, which is the current season. Mm. And I would say I've probably only seen 10 seasons, the first 10. So okay. I've got a good 22 seasons to catch up on here. Oh, I've seen sporadic episodes, but uh, not sure. not every single Start one. So that's something I'm doing. And I want to recommend The Simpsons because it's freaking hilarious. And it's on the Disney Plus. And everyone kind of has access to it now. And uh, I don't know, maybe young young kids don't aren't into it or haven't, haven't done it. But man, great show. So funny. Simpsons. That's my recommend. Awesome. Nice. What I you think got, I've Brian? seen almost every episode of the first 32 15 seasons, seasons of, of The Simpsons, I, I guess. Okay. Some, 12 to 15, somewhere in that range. Uh, and then very, very few of, of the next 15 plus seasons. But I, I'm with you, Kent. Like, I've started doing that a couple times. It's just such a daunting task. It's so many episodes, and, uh, and it's tough. But man, that, that show. I don't know if younger generations understand how, and I don't mean this, I don't mean that as like old man take, like a Clint Eastwood sort of thing, but like just the, the importance of that, that show. Oh, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if, if younger generations can grasp how, how incredibly valuable that, that show is to like all of TV from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you've, if you've enjoyed a peak TV show, 
um, there's a good chance you have the Simpsons to thank for at least, you know, a small part of that. It's just, it's so big. Such there are over 600 episodes. I mean, good grief. <sighs> yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. Man, so crazy. Yeah, that's my recommend. What you got, Brian? Um, I'm going to recommend a book. I, I, I recommended a podcast with uh, this author, I don't know, like I don't know, six weeks ago or something like that. But uh, I, I promised that I was going to read the bo- reread the book and it would come up in a weekly recommend. So here it is. It's it's Into the Wild, John Krakauer, mm, uh, 25th anniversary this year of, of the book. I think probably my favorite nonfiction book uh, of all time. And uh, I did the audio book this time. Hadn't hadn't done that previously. It's probably been five or 10 years since I've, since I've read the book and uh, did the audio book this time and, and really enjoyed it. I, I just, I love, uh, I love crack hours writing. I just think he's such a, such a brilliant writer and does such a good job of interweaving his own stories and, and ideas and stuff into, into the, the narrative of, of the, you know, the main story of the book, but without it taking away from, uh, the, the story of, of Chris McCandless and stuff. I also think that book does a great job. And I, I don't know, I know Richard, I'm sure you've read this book. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can't, if you've ever, I think that book does such a great job of showing or telling Chris McCandless's story without trying to make him out to be either a martyr or an idiot. Yeah. You know, it just kind of leaves that up to you to decide. And I think, I think crack has probably taken a side on that since the book came out over, over the last 25 years. But I, I don't think that that is presented in the book so much. It kind of lets you decide, do you think this guy is a complete idiot or is he, you know, your hero or maybe somewhere in, in between. But uh, yeah, I, I think it does such, such a fantastic job of that. And uh, great, great book. One, one of my, one of the, my favorites. And uh, it was good to read it in, in, in audio format this time around. Ah, I love that. I love that. Have book. you done it under the banner, banner of heaven or any other ones, Brian? Yeah. I think nice. I've read every crack. Uh, you know what? That's not true. There was one that popped up on my audible uh, a couple of days ago based on, you know, having read this book. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I don't think I've read that one, but under the banner of he- heaven and um, into the wa- oh, excuse me um, into thin, thin air, air. Yep. and um, the Missoula one's pretty good Missoula too. one yeah yeah I, I think he's great I just got a for my birthday my brother gave me a copy of uh, Crack Hour has a new ish collection of yeah of his uh, writing his, his it's like his wilderness and risk or and something like yeah, that. yeah 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 that, uh, I'm I'm hoping to read in the next uh, month or so cool let me know how that goes what you got Arby. Yeah, I've got a book as well. It's actually on movies. I was I read, uh, I don't know if you remember last year, I think I recommended that oral history on Mike Nichols. Mm. And there's a new full like crazy biography of uh, Mike Nichols out as well. And I haven't read that yet uh, by Mark Harris. So I decided to read uh, Mark Harris's last book first. Um, it's Pictures at a Revolution. It's about the five Oscar nominees of 1967 and how that really changed. Uh, I've decided to do my homework for once on this podcast. Nice. Uh, the history. Have you, either of you read that yet? No, that yeah, sounds no. like a, something I need to check out. It's super good. And uh, yeah, it's in the five movies are like literally like Dr. Doolittle, which was a huge disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously the graduate uh, Bonnie and Clyde. And so it's, you know, it's a lot of stuff and, and it's great. Like Warren Beatty stuff and Francois, Francois Truffaut stuff. And Mike Nichols, it kind of serves as a good, I'm going to read the Mike Nichols one next and stuff. Mike Nichols, cause you know, guys know I love him. So, Really, that kind of as the opening of the next golden era of Hollywood is really those that '67 Oscars and what that represented to the business of Hollywood going forward. There's a great line in the beginning where Hollywood was upside down because 
Warren Beatty, who looked like a movie star, had become a producer, and Dustin Hoffman, who looked like a producer, had become a movie star, and really how that changed <laughs> um, everything for the next mm-hmm. you know twenty years. So, gosh, uh, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde is so good. If you guys haven't gone back and rewatched that, yeah. one, yeah, that one, that so that, different, man. And it's, it's an excellent movie, and The Graduate is it's fantastic, yeah. too. So, and it certainly probably should have won Best Picture, but Bonnie and Clyde, yeah, it's in the uh, you know whatever it's called the. Uh, National Film Library Registry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like people will give that one enough credit for, I don't know, kind of being influential or. Oh well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's the reason Roger movie, Ebert but... got into film criticism. He saw yep. that movie and was like, "That's it. This is what I want to do. Change everything." It's a great movie, man. And uh, it's sad when like that movie is like ripped off in different ways. Um, yeah. In yeah. You know, Queen and Slim, for example. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like just. <laughs> yeah. Bonnie and Clyde exists, guys. Why are we doing this? Uh, anyway, hey, since this is an Oscar-y episode, can we tease what we're doing at the end of the month? This, this yeah, new, uh, please. This, this yeah, go for it. Doing. So uh, last episode of March. This is a thing we're going to do, I think, maybe every year, hopefully, and, and maybe more frequently. We'll see. We're, we're trying to fill out some of our weeks instead of reviewing a movie that we all are not enthused about one way or the other. We're going to try to do some more list episodes and things like that. So... Uh, the end of the month, last episode will be a, we're going to revisit the 2012 movie year. So the 2013 Oscars and, uh, and, and do picks for, do our picks now. What is that? Eight years out from, uh, from when, when that ceremony, uh, took place for, so we'll do our picks for the, for the, uh, the big eight categories and talk about the Oscar. And we, we picked that year, Richard, Richard did really, this was, this was, uh, this was your deal uh, because that was the first year of of ma'am so some of those first episodes of, of mad about movies are the better films of of 2012 and uh so we wanted to look back at so we'll, what the oscars it, look like now through the lens of you know eight years later and whatnot yep and we'll if this goes well we'll continue to do it every year i think yeah. we'll add so it's got to get that thing of you know through the lens of history becomes a little more obvious as to what should have won. So it should be, should be kind of interesting. I'm excited to do it with you guys. I'm noodling around a little bit. We're going to do top top eight categories, right? Kent top eight, just like MySpace. Yep, Exactly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) How I live my life. Check my back tats. Hey, I I got a lot. I think got a lot, uh, to, uh, to thank MySpace (laughs) for, uh, yep. So thank you, Tom. Um, there you go. There's Oscar nominations talk. We'll be revisiting this subject in our patented Oscars post game show that will be mm, uh, mm. recorded immediately after the Oscars and posted sooner than most NAM episodes are on weekends. So look for that one like late after the Oscars, midnight, something like that. Uh, we'll try to get it out there ASAP for you. But we'll be doing that every year and we'll continue it. So we'll probably won't talk about these movies again until then. But we'll move on with 2021. Ryan the Last Dragon talk and uh, coming to America, maybe coming down the pike here, as well as Kong and the Snyder Cut guys. So, yeah, lots to talk about. And we will be doing that very soon. Thank you for listening. Follow all of us on the socials at Richard Barden at BGill12 and I'm at Kent Garrison. And don't forget to follow us at Mad About Movies on Twitter and on Instagram. We're posting a lot of fun stuff there as well. But if you want more episodes, become a VIP. We're talking Ant-Man. We're going through the whole MCU this year. It's going to be a really fun time. We've already done Iron Man. We're doing Ant-Man next. And uh, yeah, that's a really fun time. We've got Office Talk. We've got an AMA with Richard coming up Mm. uh, next month. So stay tuned for that. 
But it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP if you want additional episodes and Discord access. So thank you for listening. We love you. We'll see you soon in the cinema. Goodbye. Okay.